This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Ending history's most complicated gender reveal party. <laughs> and bad news for China, it's a girl. Is that maybe not the proper way to lead off the show this morning? Uh, welcome into Wake Up Mid-Missouri. That from Saturday Night Live. Good morning. I am Brandon Rather, joined by John Marsh. There's producer Hannah. Good morning. Our guest co-host Scott Fawn this morning. Thank you very much for having me in. I, I have such a new respect as a person who listens most every day. The fact that you get up this early, oh my God, Hannah, you, even Stephanie, I, I, it's just a whole other culture, this pre-6 a.m. thing. It's different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you even got to experience gas stations at this hour, right? Oh, they look at you like, what have you been hanging upside down in a cave the last three hours? I mean, it, it's a whole different crew of people. Like, it, it, normally I'm well hung over if I'm up at 6. There's like a problem. But in this situation, it was a whole different way to see the world. It's different. That's for sure. As a matter of fact, a lot of times, so I get up at 2.30, usually here Ooh. by 3 or 3.30. But on the rare occasion, I walk into a gas station in the morning. You almost do. You get that look like, number one, you're bothering the employees at the gas station because nobody comes in overnight. Yeah. And the other thing, uh, they look at you. It reminds me of the old comedy bit by Chris Rock. Like, if you're out doing things at 2.30 in the morning or <laughs> if you're at an ATM at 3 o'clock in the morning, there's a good chance you ain't at that ATM for a really good reason. You ain't getting cash out to pay your ties right that's uh, exactly it but it was it was the shout out to the folk the gas station in ashland they were checking me out while stocking the shelves and wondering what are you doing up this early as i was too to be honest with you welcome into the show this is wake up mid-missouri reaction regarding the uh, balloon that started so we found out late thursday afternoon and this is kind of an odd series of events joe biden uh tomorrow in his state of the state by the way we're gonna one of the things we are going to cover this morning six things he's probably going to lie about in his state of the state because they are that predictable and that's what progressives do but so late thursday afternoon early friday we start to find out apparently there's a chinese spy balloon over u.s air and remember joe biden you said we're going to be transparent kamala and i are going to be transparent what we've learned over the past 48 72 96 hours or so is that that balloon had been in american airspace prior to that and they weren't transparent about that i don't know maybe there's uh, some some stuff that we ain't supposed to know because we're just too stupid and for the benefit of the safety of America, maybe we're not supposed to know that kind of stuff. But that does not mash up with this. We're going to be transparent and we're going to be open and honest about everything that's happening in your country. It just doesn't add up. And then the idea that they would wait, and I know the thing was when it was over Montana, we don't want to shoot it down. We don't want to hurt people or homes. Wait till it gets out over the ocean. Well, before it did that, guess what that balloon did? It came, and I'm still convinced there's some dude in China operating this thing like a drone. It wasn't just <laughs> I, 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 I believe that. Uh, to go by Whiteman Air Force Base here in Missouri. And, John, we know that's a very important installation. B-2s and all, for sure. And then down I-70, uh, right down I-70, Friday afternoon, everybody text in and pictures. Oh, look, the, it's the Chinese spy balloon going right down I-70. So here's what I'm thinking. See, it's going right down 70. It's taking pictures. It's taking surveillance. And, by the way, then to shoot that thing down after China, I'm, a, I'm guessing... I maybe got a little bit of a tinfoil hat on right now, but I'm guessing China's got every, and it's relaying the, the, here's the layout of I-70, one of the most consequential mm -hmm. interstate highways in America because of 
connects the east to the west, basically. We're going to get that, and we're going to bomb that stuff, and then we're going to... So then you lose access to Whiteman Air Force Base and Scott Air Force Base, which it flew over, over in Illinois. I don't know if any of this stuff is accurate, but as somebody with a barstool knowledge of politics and global affairs, that's where my head's at. I think, you know, if I had to guess, they probably didn't get a lot they couldn't have got with a satellite. I think it's more provocation. I think it's more... What are you going to do about it? And the truth is nothing. I, if I had to guess, I think they're they're poking and prodding and agitating in ways because I think they want to take Taiwan back. And I think that's what it's really building towards is I would say the, the response in Ukraine slowed them down some because it has been a, a united response uh, from many countries. Pretty, pretty successful. But if I had to guess, that's just China poking America with a president that probably is not going to be the most hawkish on foreign affairs, poking America and saying, you know, what are you going to do? And the truth is, what we did was we had some bureaucrat that was going to go to China and said, I'm not going now. Oh, we'll show them. Uh, I think it was just part of a, a very planned out provocation uh, for Taiwan. It's it's funny. We, we tend to think in news cycles and tweets and uh, Henry Kissinger came here once to, to Jeff City, mm-hmm. and a gentleman that met him, mm-hmm. they were asking him questions at dinner, and they said he had just been to China. They said, well, you, what did the Chinese think of the French Revolution? And he said, I asked them what they thought of it. And he goes, too soon to tell. Mm-hmm. And these people plan their stuff out, and uh, I think this is all part of a long-term provocation to take back Taiwan, which they view as rightfully theirs, in, in, a, in a more aggressive way than Vladimir Putin's ever thought Ukraine was part of Russia. So the other thing that I think is uh, is interesting besides the fact that, by the way, again, we had to have flights, flights on the eastern seaboard. They grounded flights as this thing uh, passed by. And remember, uh, Biden didn't even want to go after Osama. Whenever he was vice president under Barack Obama, he has famously and probably regretfully told the story. I didn't think we should go and get Osama. You think he even really wanted to go and get a Chinese spy balloon? To Scott's point, you talk about not too hawkish on foreign affairs. We look weak as a country. That's my take. And and we've had uh, uh, NATO has said, listen, because of Joe's sloppy pullout in Afghanistan, that's why Putin took that. That's why Putin decided to invade Ukraine, because we look weak on a worldwide stage. We know this. Biden has said in the past, and he's tried to clarify his comments with much failure. Uh, about his take on Osama bin Laden. Two people for certain said absolutely do something. One, the CIA director said go. I was the last guy in the room. In order to give the president the leeway he needed, I said, Mr. President, there's one more thing we can do, what we had discussed about another pass to see whether it was bin Laden. I said, you should do that, and there'd be still time to have the raid. And the president said, no, we're going to do it. There were other people in that room that night. They decided to go and get Osama bin Laden, Biden, and he's tried to mop up that story over the years. So I'm going to guess he didn't even want to shoot down this Chinese spy balloon. Man. I don't want to do that. I didn't even want to go after one of the greatest known terrorists in the history of the United States of America. I didn't want to do that. I don't want to do this. China is poking, and it is still incredible. I almost think we may even look worse because we can say ha we shot it down but do you think it could have been a test from china like we're gonna float this over there mm-hmm. literally mm-hmm. and see what happens pushing the boundaries yeah. what can we, this like a, you're a four-year-old kid you know when you're four years old and and you realize you're at that point in the relationship with mom and dad you realize 
mom and dad don't run things here. <laughs> Me, the four-year-old, I run things. I run things. I'm going to evoke action. I'm going to cause, and that's, yeah. yeah Brandon, I always thought, I've enjoyed your take on Trump. Because I, I think Donald Trump was a very, very successful president by any metric we judge presidents by. He was just kind of an erratic jerk a lot of the times. Uh, I do think part of that erraticism, though, you know, if you go into a fight and the guy you're fighting is a little out there, a little crazy, you're a little less apt to dive in. You're a little nervous. And I, and I think part of Trump's erraticism that I think embarrassed a lot of people who supported him, you know, part of that on the world stage, you, you didn't really know what he was going to do. And I, I thought he had some good success with people having his bluffing on folks. You know what Joe Biden's going to do? Nothing. Yeah. You don't know what Trump's going to do. Now, he might do nothing, but he may just say, you know, he may go take Taiwan. You, you, that, that erraticism and that unpredictability, I think sometimes with, with a foe like China, I'm not sure that's always is a bad thing. In fact, I think it probably did pretty well for him. Marissa's weighing in on the Wake Up Facebook page. She said the shooting down of the balloon was as pathetic as Yearwood's apology. <laughs> Dr. Brian Yearwood, head of the much-maligned, yes. much-troubled Columbia Public School District. Yeah, the, there's two other areas um, that we should point out also that, that that satellite would have gone over. One is Rosecrans, which is in St. Joseph, because the weather service actually was the first time I saw it was in Missouri. Now, that not doesn't have nearly the impact of Scott Air Force Base, but nonetheless, it is a military installation. But also, it went right over, or if not right over, near the Callaway Nuclear Plant in, in Moca. And it was right along there. And L.G. Patterson, who's our professional photographer here at Zimmer, kws.com, 939theeagle.com, he took uh, right outside the radio station out of the satellite dish where I was with him. I tried to take it with my phone. I got a decent photo, but no, <laughs> nothing like his. He had a, like a telescope, basically. But it's up on our website, and I thought that was... It even then looked it looked mammoth. For that thing to be that high in the sky and you could still see it that clearly, uh, it was pretty amazing. But those pictures are up on our websites. So I took a nap Friday afternoon, as one does, and I woke up, and I'm scrolling through Facebook, and you know how you're kind of not fully with it right after you wake up. It was just photo after photo of a white dot on a blue background. And I was very confused for about five minutes until my bleary eyes started reading what the captions were saying. So, uh, Sean, via text 874-9390, hasn't been this much commotion over a large balloon since the police had to stab uh, the Barney and the Pink Panther balloons to deflate them in the 1997 <laughs> Macy's Day. <laughs> uh, parade. Uh, we are going to have more on this. And here's the other things. So then Friday we learn Anthony Blinken, who is supposed to go to China, they've canceled his visit. Mm, uh, big tough guy, huh? Yeah, lots of... Uh, so there's a lot of things really to be concerned about here. What is China's reaction? And the biggest thing we need to be concerned about is that the guy in charge of this all is Joe Biden, the guy who told us last week that half the women... In his cabinet are indeed women. That's the guy who's responsible for our safety this morning. We are glad that you could be here. One of the other big things that hit us upside the jaw on Friday, all of a sudden you can buy legalized recreational weed. That's one of the things we are covering this morning. 810, Congressman Blaine Lukemeyer, he is going to be joining us. What he knows from the bowels of D.C. this morning as it relates to the State of the Union coming up tomorrow. And, of course, the Chinese balloon. Coming up just a few minutes from now, we are going to be doing your daily D.C. rundown. So this happened. Biden in Philadelphia. <laughs> They love Biden. 
you know, because they're in the Super Bowl against our Kansas City Chiefs. Four more years. Four more years they're chanting. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathard. Well, I was in uh, Philadelphia. They love Joe Biden in Philadelphia, but they're also Philadelphia Eagles fans. Lord, forgive them, for they know not what they do. That's getting us into today's daily D.C. rundown. Four more years, they said. This on the as we get ready for the State of the Union. That is happening tomorrow night. This following the mishandling of the Chinese spy drone. This following a whole succession of failures. So what's going to happen tomorrow night at the State of the Union? Let's look at that. Uh, Joe Biden will use his second State of the Union address to remind Americans of how their lives have been improved over his first two years in office as he tries to confront pessimism in the country. This is Associated Press, by the way. This is Boy, the- <laughs> I wonder why we're pessimistic. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> this is, he show you the, the, the bias of these national news outlets. Pessimism. No, it's beyond pessimism. When you're paying more than $4 for a can of progressive mm-hmm. soup, and you should only be paying a buck fifty-eight for your progressive soup, that's not pessimism. That's anger, and it's felt throughout the country. Uh, Rather than laying out major new uh, policy proposals, Biden expected to devote much of his speech to highlighting his efforts over the past couple of years to create jobs, fight inflation, improve the nation's infrastructure. There is a great piece written in a New York paper from uh, a guy, and it says these are the six lies Biden will tell in his State of the Union. And if Scott Fawn, our guest co-host this morning from this week in Missouri politics and the Missouri Times, if Scott Fawn will remind me at 710... We can go over the six lies that Joe Biden is expected to tell in his State of the Union. I'll remind you at 710, but at 725, my daughter will be waiting for what's hot with him. And I, last night when I told her I was doing this, she's like, oh, do you think it'll be on time? And I go, honey, I'm going to do all I can do. Nobody's a miracle worker. Yeah, I mean, uh, Scott Vaughn, our guest co-host this morning from the Missouri Times. You want to know what's happening in Missouri politics? Uh, that's where you want to go, Missouri Times. Next week, uh, Biden said, uh, I'll be reporting on the State of the Union. We heard the chance four more years in Philadelphia. Uh, Well, a majority of Democrats, this is not just polling with Democrats and Republicans. This, according to the Associated Press, the majority of Democrats now think one term is just plenty for President Joe, despite his insistence that he plans to seek reelection. That's a mistake for them. In 2024, I agree. That's a court. But then it scares me. Okay, so who's next in line? Who do they put up? Do they put up Kamala? Do they put up Buttigieg? Who do they they put up? The Republicans have made a major mistake, the same mistake the Democrats made with George W. Bush. If you say the guy's senile, if you say the guy doesn't know what he's doing, you can't hate a guy that you pity. Uh, Democrats made that. George W. Bush is dumb. Well, Republicans said, a.k.a. likable. And Joe Biden is a likable guy, and the more they call him senile and out of it, you don't blame him for something. He's like, well, the old man can't help it. I'm telling you, I, I think I think Joe Biden is a much better politician than people think, and I think he is sitting in a very good spot to get reelected against a Donald Trump. Here's what I think. I think um, with with the name stuff, we and I tell my friends at the Columbia Packaderms this all the time. 
we can win on facts. We don't have to go to name calling. We don't have to talk about how inept Joe is or how how much of an idiot he really? is you or think how for old real? he is. We we could use facts. Look at this. Look at your four hundred one k plan. Okay. Look at your four hundred one k. Look at the price for the cost of gasoline. Look at the cost for uh, for a can of Progressive soup. You can win that way. We don't have to resort to uh, name calling. Uh, a new poll from the Associated Press and the NORC Center for Public Affairs research shows that only 37% of Democrats say they want him to seek a second term. That's down from 52% like three months ago. Only three months ago, he had 52% approval within his own party saying he should seek re-election. That number has tumbled. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. You know, the media frames this that it's me versus that community. It's not what it is. Do not blame the LBGTQ community for any of this. This has nothing to do with them. It's about corporate interests and what I can say and what I cannot say. Dave Chappelle, who, by the way, he won a Grammy last night for Best Comedy Album, and I was pleased by that because when it comes to the comedy stuff, you never know. And I don't know what's funny out there that's uh, that would be uh, woke, but Dave Chappelle is glad to see that he did win last night with Grammys for Comedy Album of the Year. Pop Solo Performance, uh, Scott Fawn, one of his favorite artists, Adele, wins for Pop Solo Performance of the Year. Is she kin to Dave Chappelle? <laughs> I absolutely love Dave Chappelle. I love Chappelle's political views before. I was, I'm was i an old school Chappelle show watcher. Watched every episode multiple times. Love Dave Chappelle. And I think his TV show on Comedy Central that he did, for his skit comedy, to me, is way funnier than his stand-up. And his stand-up is... It's kind not as funny as Carlin, not quite as smart as Carlin, but very intelligent. And that's what I've liked about Dave Chappelle. He's very intelligent. He goes after any political side, doesn't play it down the line. He says what he thinks, whether it's yeah. political or whatever, and he pushes the line. That's and a it's fair thing. comedy. There were there were grown men and women in Carlin's day that could be offended without melting down. Dave Chappelle has to tell his jokes in the snowflake culture of oh my god. I I'm I'm I can never be offended or it's it's we have to stop the world for my little feelings. I think I think he's a modern day Carlin because I mean we're modern day wusses. I mean I, the Chinese spy balloon if it picked up anything it's these people's feelings. Oh my god. China's reporting back. Ah, nothing to worry about there. Yeah, it's just for real. a bunch of wokeist man and half think they're dudes when they're not and the other half think they're chicks when they're not. China's probably reporting back from that drone. Oh, we've got nothing to worry about here. Other big winners last night. By the way, Beyonce set a uh, record most Grammy wins of all time. The person that she beat, the previous record holder was a dude by the name of George Sulte. Hmm. That's what I said too. Hmm. I'm I'm thinking like Michael Jackson, maybe somebody like that. But apparently he's a composer. He's one of the, he gets a bunch of like behind the scenes is what he's been awarded for. Quincy Jones, longtime mu music producer, third in the list, and then Alison Krauss, who's kind of I think she had a country hit song, but she's more like I think like the oh whiskey the, the, yeah the, the bluegrass uh, kind of stuff. Welcome into the show. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. By the way, Scott Fawn's daughter is one of the people responsible for whenever we do get to What's Hot with Hannah at 725-ish, uh -huh. uh, we, we credit uh, Millie, who's middle schooler uh, at Blair Oaks. You kind of uh, fell off the wagon. You yeah. were doing good for a while. Yeah. Oh, I've, I know. I could tell you. 
Uh, and let's be clear there, I didn't fall off the wagon, actually. <laughs> I, I got away from being on top. Read I think yeah. she's, she's probably still getting ready, so there's a question if she's listening or not. I actually set my truck's clock back a minute just to try to help out. Uh, it still didn't help. Welcome to the show. It's Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Our guest co-host this morning, Scott Fawn, uh, hosts the TV show This Week in Missouri Politics. You can see that on Sunday locally on KMOS. Also has the publication Missouri Times. Great insight to what's happening in Jefferson City. There's John Marsh. Good morning. There's producer Hannah. What up, yo? My name is Brandon Rathard. Houseworth is here, too. Stephanie Bell is going to be back in a few days. Coming up, 810 Congressman Blaine Lukemeyer. He is going to be joining us. Uh, more reaction from that Chinese spy balloon, which Joe waited until after it had gone all, I'm guessing, getting all the information it needed, whatever kind of information it was. Then after it gets everything, then boom. You know, he probably wanted to wait till he could take a picture with his cell phone. And put it on his Facebook page before he shot it down. By the way, so I want to talk about the uh, recreational marijuana here in Missouri. Um, one of the things that we were told, because obviously there was a whole bunch of stuff going on. And then we've learned, by the way, this was over airspace long before we knew about it on late Thursday afternoon, early Friday morning. Pentagon, here's a Pentagon spokesperson. Because people are asking, well... Where Where is it? This is before it was uh, heroically shot down by the president. Before it was shot down. Uh, what we're not going to do is get into a hour-by-hour -hour location of the balloon. Again, we're monitoring it closely. Uh, I, as I mentioned right now, it's over the center of the continental United States. That's about as specific as I'm going to get. But I understand I'm being convenient, but does the public not have a right to know? If uh, the, the public certainly has the ability to look up in the sky and... <laughs> <laughs> Just look up if you want to know where it is. Thank That's you, what the Japanese said at Nagasaki, too. Just you'll, you'll know when the bomb's here. Just look up. Just look up. That's all. That's what we got from the Pentagon under Joe's guidance. This, this is the same Defense Department that tasks NORAD with tracking Santa Claus every Christmas <laughs> Eve. I mean, couldn't they just use the same technology yeah. to watch the balloon and put it up on, on NORAD the NORAD does give a much more detailed uh, description of Santa Claus's location than they did of this Chinese spy balloon. Here's here's something else. Uh, and again, I, I wore the aluminum foil hat a little bit this weekend. Oh, boy. Sounds like it. <laughs> the other thing I'm thinking is 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 that, that Chinese spy balloon in it, its path right through Missouri, right past Whiteman Air Force Base, past uh, uh, Scott Air Force Base over in Illinois, right as it was coming down I-70, sprinkling, uh, sprinkling like this magical uh, fairy dust that's a compliment to uh, COVID-19. And now it's going to be a one-two punch and we're all going to die. That's one of the things I was thinking. Or how many people do you think went and got their mask back out after they heard it was a Chinese spy balloon? I tell you what, the people that should be afraid probably isn't anybody here. Uh, they just got more views on their Facebook page over this. People that should be afraid are in Taiwan. Welcome into the show. We are glad you are here. Caught off guard a little bit on Friday, so we know about this legalized marijuana. And it does, you know, I was thinking about this, and I think I even started to touch on it a little bit on Friday's show. But it, it feels like we talk about this an, an awful lot, John. And I, I try to be careful. Like, I don't want people to think that, like, man, that Brandon must really be into weed. He has sure talked about this. But I've tried to put it in a perspective Scott, when you're a little boy growing up in the boot hill of Missouri and John and, and, and myself, we think about watching the movies like Reefer Madness and in the 80s in St. Louis. And to think to today, now you can go and buy in the state of Missouri, Brandon, you I can would buy say, marijuana. 
you're the Brian Hawksworth of pot in this state. I mean, you're all over the issue. I just think you're a, you're a very informed broadcast journalist. That's all. Just kidding. Well, we have fact-checked that statement, and you are wrong on all counts. I am so disappointed in the hippies in Columbia. I mean, the state, Mike Parson, the old sheriff, comes out and says, okay, you hippies can smoke pot now. And the people in Columbia, I, I mean, I am so disappointed in you hippies. You're going to let this stand? You have to wait until you get the city's permission to smoke pot? Hippies, hear me out. I am but a simple hillbilly who simply drinks moonshine. I honestly don't smoke pot legal or illegal. But you people did sit-ins. You ended a war. And and the next generation, the Chinese spy balloon comes across, and they see legal pot. And they see the Germans down in Jeff City can buy legal pot. But these hippies in Colombia won't won't smoke pot until they get an extra government <laughs> form. I am so disappointed in the potheads. You, you people, Cheech and Chong will be embarrassed to know you. <laughs> uh, that's ridiculous. Gotta have permission from the city of, I mean, of Columbia. When they made moonshine illegal, we, we went to jail for our rights down in Southeast. My my great-granddaddy spent four weekends in jail for moonshine because he's the... I, I just figure some, some you know, hippie in Columbia that's been buying, you know, small bags of pot on the streets, you'd be like, we're not gonna take it. <laughs> and get out there on the street, smoke your pot, Columbia. You don't gotta wait for permission from the government. Get out there and, and use your constitutional right to toke up. The statewide license doesn't automatically give all Missouri businesses the go-ahead. Some Missouri, and I haven't heard of any other cities, incidentally. If somebody knows of one, I'm glad to hear it. I did a kind of a cursory search over the week. What are some other cities in Missouri that are like, no, we're going to wait on the legal weed until we've made our own rules. I, quick searches, I couldn't find any other city in Missouri that's waiting, except uh, for Columbia. And if you if you would ask me, we'd ask Blaine Luke tomorrow, if you would ask me which city would sell pot first, Jeff City or Columbia, it'd be no doubt. The hippies up here would demand it. Jeff City might want to follow more rules. Wrong. You hippies, you disgust me. You disgust me. <laughs> city Council plans to vote on Columbia's marijuana license regulations at tonight's City Council meeting. And I do imagine City Councilwoman Pat Fowler, she's one of those. Uh, she wears a, She's one of the most wokest politicians I've ever seen. She likes to hear herself talk. I envision she gets into her Toyota Prius at the end of council meetings, farts inside the car, and inhales deeply. She was, that's, <laughs> what the that's, hell? That's the I'm kind sorry, of that's, person. That's my observation of all Columbia people, so I don't know. <laughs> but she is wearing a mask. We need to point that out. <laughs> yeah. That's who Pat and she's one of those, I think she likes to hear herself talk. Most common phrase she says at City Council. Well, but first, let's put together a committee and let's study the issue and let's put together a focus group to talk about putting the committee together to do. But it's that kind of people I'm like tell that. you right now, if Brian Treese was mayor, all those dirty hippies would be high all weekend. Brian Treese, by the way, folks, what is he doing? He's doing some stuff with the Missouri Department of Transportation. Absolutely. I tell you. Mike Parson, when he wanted to rattle that cage, Warren Erdman and Brian Treese are two of the best picks you could have possibly had. I think they're going to change Moda. And look, I think Moda's running pretty well right now. But there is some, there is some uh, relationship issues. And I'd say if you could have picked two people to pick to come and, and, and straighten some of these things out, Brian Treese and Warren Erdman, two accomplished Missourians, two statesmen, I, I, I can't imagine two better people to, uh, to, to put on the commission.
By the way, he is hosting a, a, a big event. This is for first responder support. There is a You Have My Heart dinner and dance, which is coming up not this Thursday, next Thursday, you can get tickets. Mike Kehoe, our lieutenant governor, is going to be there. We'll have local politicians like Caleb Browden, who's also going to be there. Dr. Moon Choi hosting tables. You can get on to firstrespondersupport.net, and you can bid on tables and sit with those people. And uh, let them know what you really think about uh, about things. So he's it's one of the things he's doing. So apparently so tonight, city council meeting, they're going to uh, vote on Columbia's marijuana license regulations uh, behind everybody else. This dude, his name is Jay Patel. He owns dispensaries in Missouri. Chatting with our news partners at ABC 17. Yeah, we had to turn them down and tell them if you want to purchase, you know, go to any other location that's selling recreational at the moment. So he's saying... We, I'm we, disappointed. I know Jay Patel. I'm disappointed no. in him. Jay, step up. Fight the man. Don't, don't, take this, don't take this lying down unless you're lying down high. This is wrong. There should be a protest... Uh, I mean, if there's one thing Columbia people would have a special city council meeting on a Friday for, it would be pot, right? I mean, don't all you people smoke pot all day? That's why I stay south of the river. And that's... So just don't follow the uh, the laws. See what happens. But this Jay Patel, and I felt bad for him. He's like, so here my business... So people are coming in to his dispensaries, Awful. and he's like, hey, you got to go yeah. to my competitor. We should ask Blaine Luke tomorrow. If you were going to ask, who would let you sell pot faster, Barbara Buffalo... Or the old Polk County Sheriff Mike Parson, you know, I'm going to say I would have said Mike would have been a little slow on the trigger there. I, I mean, this goes against everything Columbia stands for, and every reason I don't come here is I would have thought you people would be ready to go to war for pot, but instead, take it lying down. I think the Chinese are fine. Coming up just a few minutes from now, we'll continue our conversation on this. The lies that Joe Biden is expected to tell at his State of the Union address. Saturdays ago, ago, is that when the Biden administration learned about it? I really can't speak to that. What I can speak to is the great cooperation. I can't speak to that. In other words, the answer is yes. We knew two weeks ago, but didn't tell the American. Come on, it's Pete Buttigieg. He's the Secretary of Transportation. Uh, a spy balloon, doesn't that fall under the guise of transportation when you're the Secretary of Transportation? I say yes. You should. You are supposed to know about that stuff. Well, if I'm Trump, I would say Trump would be likely to get the double the size of balloon and just float it over China and see what they do. I'm sure they'd be fine with it. And put big letters on it. MAGA. Welcome to the show. <laughs> to wake up mid-Missouri. Scott Fawn, guest co-host this morning. Trump Hotel and Casino on the top of it. There you go. There's John Marsh. Right here. Producer Hannah is right here. Hello. My name is Brandon Rather. Something we can do for you, 874-9390. Coming up, Fox, we'll have more on this. The balloon finally shot down after it got over water. A lot of lot of things going on there. Also, a massive uh, earthquake in Turkey. Fox is uh, some of the stories they are covering for you this morning. Here on 93.9, the Eagle at 104.5 News Radio 950 KWOS. Last night, uh, record set at the Grammys. Beyonce's won her 32nd uh, Grammy. And this is interesting. Um, Scott Hahn's daughter, uh, her claim to fame is she is the individual. And we love, we, anytime we hear something good that happens in local public schools, we love to highlight it. Love to highlight it. Moberly High School was on last week talking about their new-ish cell phone policy. No cell phones in school. And we highlight that. We think that's cool. And we highlight people like Millie Fawn. She is the one that's responsible for getting mm -hmm. what's hot with Hannah back to its 725-ish mm -hmm. time slot. 13 years old. Now, did she, did she watch the Grammys? Because I haven't watched. I, I watched them when I was a kid. Don't watch them anymore. Uh, does she watch as a 13-year-old? Well, it's kind of weird. Like, if she's listening to this right now, she's watch, she's listening on her phone. 
So it's, she doesn't go into the front room and turn a TV on. I know that. But I have no idea what's on that phone, to be honest with you. They probably should. Uh, I, I, I know personally I made a vow to not watch any award shows until the designated hitter is taken out of baseball. So I, I, we all have to sacrifice and do our part. I'm not, I'm not like a Columbia pothead. I actually stand up for my beliefs. And my belief is a DH is the worst thing that ever happened to this country and democracy and America. And so I won't watch the Grammys. What's the Oscars? There's probably some more. I watch none of them until that's gone. So if she did watch it, it was on her phone. And I probably should know what's on that phone, but I, I don't. Rex says there's going to be a February 6th commission the way you are trying to incite the Como hippies. And, and I will uh, refuse to testify. Coming up here on the show a little bit after 7 o'clock. One of the things we're going to be doing following Fox News, so Joe Biden, State of the State, uh, tomorrow night. And I like it when he gives up and gives public speaking. When he does public speaking, I usually win bets. Christopher Arps, who's here every Tuesday at 635. Dude knows Jefferson City politics. Uh, I put him neck and neck with Scott Fawn. Uh, but we, smarter than me. We usually bet on the on any time Joe, gives, uh, Joe goes out and gives a public talk. We make bets on steak dinners regarding what Joe's going to do, what he's going to fumble, some of the things. So I get excited for State of the State. But one of the things we're going to be doing is looking, because I'm, I'm guessing, he's and any president would do it, they're going to come out and tell you all the good things, even if they are lies. I will tell you this, your most liberal Columbia listener, I mean, works at Mizzou, your most, you're a, college, a, a journalism professor, the most liberal people on earth, even they have to admit, Donald Trump's speeches were fun to watch. Because you know, he was the Howard Stern of, you never know what he's gonna say. He can say the craziest stuff. It was, it was.